I'm Reverend J. Stuart Glover, and you're listening to Faith Talk. Women's Day is being celebrated in churches across the country. So I thought it would be a good idea today to highlight a story from the Bible known as the woman at the well. I would like to look at this story through a lens of observation that, that does not disparage the woman's character, which is unusual because most of the traditional interpretations render this woman as being immoral. But in my mind, there are questions, legitimate questions to be raised that stand against this traditional interpretation. First, we, we must consider the ministry of Jesus, remembering that Jesus sat and ate with the sinner. Yes, he did. But he also sat with the marginalized, the oppressed, the exploited, those who were taken advantage of, the, the outcasts of society. And I believe this is the case with the women at the well. So instead of walking away from this story thinking of her as an immoral person, I see her life transformed as she encountered Christ. And I see her being raised in this story in an honorable way. See, I believe that it's spiritually immature. It's exegetically irresponsible and theologically deficient to walk away from this story, portraying or blaming the victim in this story as being immoral. When there were unethical systems and practices in place that allowed her to be exploited, traumatized throughout, through her lived experience or in her lived experience. So this story is found in the, in the Gospel of John. And I won't be long today, but I would like to say that um, we find Jesus uh, coming to a well, and he's very tired from his journey, and the time is recorded as being around noon. And Jesus sits down by this well, and, and the Bible says that uh, a Samaritan woman, this is in the fourth chapter of John, uh, said to him, um, I'm sorry, he said to her, will you give me a drink? And the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And in parentheses, in my biblical translation, it says, for Jews do not associate with Samaritans. So in response to Jesus asking for some water from this well, the woman raises the issue of the tension between Jews and Samaritans. The Jews look down at the Samaritans as being less than themselves. And that's putting it lightly. There was a, a lot of tension between the Jews and the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, 
If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So now Jesus answers her in, in very high Christological terms. Jesus was speaking of implying the fulfillment of her messianic expectation would be found in him. So this is a messianic, his language has a messianic tone to it towards this woman. And she responds with three rather sarcastic replies. First, she says, sir, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. That's one. She says, where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob and, and who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his, also his sons and his livestock? And then Jesus says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Again, the language Jesus uses certainly uh, is implying the fulfillment of messianic expectation for the Jewish community. But the woman responds with even greater sarcasm. She says to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus then tells her, go call your husband and come back. And she says, I have no husband. Jesus then says, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. So now the story changes. When Jesus spoke about her lived experience, it gets her attention. Well, I want to let you know today that it also gets my attention. Because this is the, the main point. This story is often used and interpreted in a way to highlight this, the immoral character of the woman who is said to have had five husbands and the one that she is with now is not her husband. But for me, as I read this story, there are red flags that are raised. First, by the woman's response to Jesus. Jesus was a man. And her sarcastic responses to me suggest her, or an indication of her mistrust of men because she has been mistreated by the men in a highly patriarchal system. For me, the question becomes, did she run through five husbands? Or did five husbands mistreat her, exploit her, 
take advantage of her with a disregard for the laws that were in place when it came to getting married and dissolving marriages. This woman needed a husband for her survival. So for her to desire to have a husband was not unethical. It was a need. What was unethical was the fact that she could move swiftly from one husband to another, bypassing all of these laws that were in place. It is said that the women were, got married and were actually property obtained through marriage. It is said that the woman didn't have a right to, to um, initiate a divorce. Only the man could do this. And it is also said that a divorced woman was kind of like blacklisted in society. So my question is, how could she go from husband to husband keeping uh, in strict observation of all the laws, even as patriarchal as they were? How could it happen? I think that the law was disregarded and that this woman was disrespected, exploited, taken advantage of, and passed around. I think that the story, rather than serving as an indictment against the character of this woman, the story serves as an indictment against those in power over this patriarchal system that that clearly disregarded the law enabled and enabled men to disrespect this particular woman over and over again. What we find in this story eventually is that this mistreated, marginalized, and oppressed woman was raised in an honorable way as a woman who spread the news of her encounter with Jesus. The story goes on to say that many people were moved to believe because of this woman's testimony. So I just wanted to stop by briefly on on today's session and For those of us who have drawn conclusions about this story, I would suggest that you look at it again and ask some questions relative to this woman's lived experience. She was now an outcast in society. She was the type of person that Jesus ministered to. Why was she an outcast? Was she an outcast by choice? 
Or was she an outcast because of systems in place that allowed her to be exploited? Was she, you know, even prostitutes in those days? They were not prostitutes because they enjoyed being a prostitute. They were forced into this vocation for survival. So I think that the woman in this story deserves us to reconsider the lived experience, the conditions of the day that forced her into a situ an undesirable situation and becoming an outcast. The, the woman who was divorced was considered an outcast. If she was, how would she be married again and five times over? And now living with a man who wasn't even going through the hassle, they, as they say, of taking her as a wife. Because what would that do to his name? So I, again, on Women's Day, I simply think that this story deserves reconsideration. A consideration that steers clear of judging this woman's character as being the point of the story. In fact, she was lifted in an honorable way. Go back and look at the story for yourself, John 4. Gospel of John, fourth chapter, and ask some questions about how and why was she in this situation? Was it because of her faulty character or was it because of the social conditions that forced her, that impoverished her, that exploited her? And if you agree with me, then we should not walk away with this story categorizing her as an immoral person. But she was a precious woman who lived during a time in a system of patriarchy that forced her to suffer. And she met Jesus. And when she met Jesus, he told her what was going on in her life. And she went and told everybody about it. So you have been listening to Faith Talk. I want to thank you for being a part of our listening community. I would encourage you to visit the website, www.ReverendJStuartGlover.com. And there you can leave your comments. You can reach out to me by email. Or you can actually leave me a voicemail on the website. And I will get back to you. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. Amen.